listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Thanks for joining us on American RVer. This month's show takes us to Levon Lake in Northeast Texas as we talk with Carolyn and Bobby Ellis, gate attendants for the Corps of Engineers Park Clear Lake Campground. Next, for any women watching that are thinking about full-time RVing, Chantel Irvin and Lindy Swain, full-timers in a Class A motorhome, tell you how they decided to hit the road. Finally, in our cooking segment, Peggy makes a delicious artichoke dip for your next RV get-together. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. As you and all know, Jim and I really like to camp, and we like to camp at different places across the country. So we find ourselves today at Lake Levon in northeast Texas. With us are camp hosts Carolyn and Bobby Ellis. Thank you for joining us on the show. It's nice to be here. Tell me, how did you get to be um, a gate attendant? I called you a camp host. I apologize for that. How did you get to be a gate attendant at Clear Lake Camp? on Lake Levon. I think I got that right. We've been doing this for 12 years. Uh, this is our home and we bid on the job. It's a six-month job that we bid and it's a two-year summer contract. So you're saying for two years you will be here yes. each summer? Yes, from April 1st to September 30th. Are these pretty competitive uh, positions? Pretty much. Uh, not really. Uh, most uh, gate attendants have been doing it a long time, and they pretty well know their jobs, and we pretty much all bid about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And what made you want to come to um, Lake Levon? It's home. It's home. So <laughs> yeah. you grew up here? I grew up uh, down in Wiley, just right not far from here kind of at the bottom end of the lake yeah to help at the bottom end down there and that's where i started from tell me a little bit about the um corps of engineers parks i know we've got 30 amp service here and we have a 40-foot motorhome and we were able to fit tell me about the park itself and what are some of the amenities here all of the parks on this lake have water and elect water and electricity a few sites have sewer sites. Some of the parks have both 30 and 50 amp. The others have just 30. All of the parks have water, uh, water on the sites, electric, barbecue grills, ground fires, covered picnic tables on a cement base, and they're all equipped to hold the largest and widest trailers, and they're all black-topped. And each park has at least one restroom, and the restrooms all have heated showers now this park um, clear lake has what 23 sites is that right this is the smallest campground on the lake that is fully equipped we have 23 sites we have a pavilion that will hold 300 people it is rented out by the day we have two boat ramps we have a day use area with playground the largest one um, is east fork park on the other side it has 50 water electricity sites about 12 tent only sites it has an equestrian area of 10 sites so are we, you saying people can come by with their horse trailers and actually ride from the park 
at East Forks, they have, yes, it is fully equipped. Each site has a corral. Each site has water and electricity plus the other anemones. And there is a trail that goes partially around the lake and back. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of fun. fun. If... It's just new in the last couple of years. Okay. Are you a horseback rider, Bobby? Used to be. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point you would have really enjoyed that. Equestrian, equestrian part of the park. Oh, riding horses? Yeah, that's in my blood as well as motorcycle riding. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go back to Carolyn. <laughs> um, also, we have a couple of parks that are free for day use. We have a t completely tent camping park, uh, no anonymities except very nice restrooms with pavilions and uh, we have uh, a couple of day-use parks that have beaches on them. Oh, great. Now, I noticed in this park, uh, there's a little area where people seem to bring up their boats and go out from, and there's a little sandy spot. And a lot of people are swimming there, but it's not a formal beach, I guess. It's not a formal beach, but that is our day-use park. And that is all it's used for is just day-use people from the time we open until sunset. We also have another area that has a nice boat ramp with a courtesy dock so people don't have to get wet, and it has a large fish, fishing pier. Where are some of the other parks that you've uh, done the gate house? We've been four summers on Lake Benbrook. We did a very large park down there. Again, we're talking Texas? Texas, North Texas. It's in the Fort Worth district. And then in the wintertime for the last three winters, we've done Mural Park, which is on Lake Grapevine. And that's also in North Texas. That's also. Kind of the second in the chain of lakes coming south from Oklahoma. Right. There's six lakes, I think, in, in our district. Yeah, someone told me that this is actually the water supply system for the metropolitan area. That's right. So the Corps of Engineers has done some amazing work in Texas providing water and recreation. That's right. This, is, this lake here is known for uh, a good catfish lake, a lot of sand bass, and for a boating lake. And uh, some of the others are noted for different kinds of fishing, and but they're all recreational also. Right. And it's also in a floodplain. Ah. So this is uh, sometimes Something to the keep in mind. Right. Sometimes <laughs> the water is extremely high, and sometimes there's no water hardly at all. Of course, we're coming out of a drought season the last few years, so that shouldn't be right. an issue at the moment. It's not an issue right now. The water is just level. It looks high, but it is right where it's supposed okay. to be. Well, how long have you all lived in a camper and uh, done this camp hosting kind of job? 11 years. 11 years? Yes, ma'am. And how much longer do you think you'll be doing it? Probably another year, and then we plan to retire. Oh, there is such a thing as retiring from camping. I think so. <laughs> we've camped a lot longer than this. We've camped for about 35 years. But okay. we've done this full-time for the last 11. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for joining me today, Carolyn and Bobby. I sure do appreciate it. And we'll be right back with more of American RVer. Up next, an interesting perspective from two full-time women RVers. RVers, listen up. Have you been wanting a new TV satellite system or that new Motosat internet uplink equipment? Cordell Sales and Service, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the premier satellite systems installer and repair center for the Southeast. Our mobile technicians do make house calls and will repair or install on site. Call Cordell at 704-264-9486 or email mohotogo at cs.com. Connecting customers to satellites since 1995 with sales, parts, and service. 
Welcome back to American RVer. We have a treat for you today. If you're a single woman out there and you're thinking about the RV lifestyle, whether full-time or part-time, I want to encourage you to do so. And with me today is Chantal Irvin and Lindy Swain, and they're going to talk to us about their adventures as RVers and how they came to that decision to move into the RV full-time. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome. Okay. Good. So who wants to start? How did this all come about? <laughs> oh, you're Go laughing. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, we tr we've trailered for 30 years during the summer and on the whim, we stopped by to look at motorhomes and bought one. And then we both retired recently and we've been taking longer trips in the summer. And this past winter, we snowbirded for the first time and we spent four and a half months in Apache Junction. That's in Arizona. That's in Arizona, just east of Mesa, and loved it. And on the way home, and at the beginning of April, it was like, okay, we've got a house. If we're going to snowbird and we're going to travel during the summer, we decided we really didn't want to maintain two homes, the RV and the land house. Mm -hmm. So we decided, let's do it. We talked about it for two and a half years, but nothing seriously. So we sold the house within a week and... Oh, you're one of the lucky ones. Yes, definitely. And so this, this is our first stop and we're going to go clear to Virginia for a high school graduation and then just travel across the U.S. and Canada in the summer and still snowbird in Arizona. Well, and friends of ours asked when we told them that we had bought a motorhome, oh, I'm sure Lindy researched it, and, and she was saying yesterday, um, well, we really didn't because we had trailered, we had, I just ordered, and, you know, it was a relatively new trailer, 27 foot, just right, for the Yukon XL, and uh, on a whim, let's stop and see motorhomes, and uh, after seeing this Allegro Bay, it's like, uh, let's get it. And it's so oh, much Oh, just that quickly. Just that quickly. I mean, they talk about people planning and researching. I did not research this. I mean, it's like we saw a hurricane, we saw some others, and when we looked at the Allegro Bay, it's like it, night and day, let's, let's get this one. And it's so much easier to set up than a, than a trailer. You don't have to get out in the rain. If it's hot, you can have the generator going and the air conditioning on and, and uh, the dogs are cool and until and it's kind of you know you can plug it in and then switch the, the the electricity from the generator to the to the shore power so mm -hmm. um, trailering was fun we started out with an 18-foot Intrepid and we have some stories to tell there I don't know if we're gonna get oh maybe that. we'll have time <laughs> <laughs> my mother said it was aptly named Intrepid because we uh, like I said we have some stories to, to share but an 18-footer and then I bought my dad's my parents when he passed away I bought their 25-footer that they were he was going to retire and see the country and then we sold that and bought your dad's when they no longer were going trailering and Mm -hmm. Going back to the word intrepid, you know, if if single women are really or women are looking at, you know, really embarking the R, on the RVing lifestyle, we've done some reading about full timing, and one of the things that we were reading is that so many people plan and talk and plan and plan, and then something happens and they never really get to enjoy 
full-timing RVing. You know, when we decided to do this, my dad says, don't you think your things are happening a little too fast? And it's like, no, we had thought about it and we're going to plan and redo things as we're going along because it's like you can sit in your house and plan forever but it's so much neater to be in the RV and we've already discovered how we're going to rearrange dishes because there is a difference between taking short trips and really doing the full timing. Um, one of our biggest um, debates was do we have a storage shed or not but we've decided we really do need a storage shed especially for clothes because mm -hmm. one of the things we've read is you wear you take a certain amount of clothes you wear them till they wear out and then you go to your storage unit and resupply with clothes oh now that's <laughs> an interesting concept instead of trying to pack everything you yeah. can mm -hmm. into the little closets that we have in these yeah. units well and we've met some well two particularly inspiring stories from Apache Junction we went down to Benson Arizona, the campground that has an observatory, which is really cool. Mm. And we met a gal that had wintered there, older than we are, a 38-foot Allegro Bay, traveling by herself and had been doing so for five years or so. Wow. Um, and there were friends there when she, she was going from Benson up to Tucson to have some work done. They were there to kind of give her moral support, but she hooked up her vehicle, she did all the connections and she took off uh, they all said goodbye to her and stuff but it's like okay she's been doing it for five years the two of us can do it we read in escapees a 93 year old woman who just recently hung up her keys now she had gone with her husband for several years he had passed away the last five years or so she had been driving herself 93 she hung up her keys about three years ago it's like alrighty then if she can do it so can we well, were you afraid at all embarking on this adventure, or did you always have that confidence that you have today? Remember the Intrepid? Yes. Um, I was going to meet my... F traveling with our f fathers, I think, was a real plus. So I got that in the, in the, in the divorce. My husband, my ex-husband, got the calculator because he had his business, and so I... And the calculator had paper. He needed that to, to do his business. I got the trailer, so we <laughs> hooked it up to her pickup on the hitch, uh, went to California from Gallup, New Mexico to meet my father. Uh, through needles, there was wind and stuff, and make a long mm. story short, we pull up to California, dad looks at the hitch and says, what are you girls doing? That's a bumper hitch, don't you know that you need a different kind of a hitch? So that was the beginning of our education. Um, mm -hmm. oh, and I think the key there is fathers. We, I think both of us grew up being daddy's girls. And, you know, and my, I know my father was, uh, put it bluntly, a male chauvinist. But I, as his daughter, there wasn't anything I couldn't do, according to him. So you know, I think having the support of our fathers that... So you yeah. learn some of the mechanical things that you uh -huh. really need to know mm -hmm. as an RVer. Yep. And, I, and with the internet, I think you know, that really is a boon to, to whomever is out RVing, whether it's single women or couples. Is, you, know, you can get online. We had a problem last summer in Moab where the bedroom slide wouldn't go out. And Lindy got online um, and put out a question on the blog and I mean within five minutes you probably 27 had people had responded. Wow. So. One guy 
oh, that's a thought. Let me check mine. And he found out that his wire, you know, he had problems with his, and he sent pictures. Of course, that that was a little bit too far. It's like, all right. First of all, we couldn't get this bedroom, you know, the the bed up at all to look. But it's like, uh, yeah, that's a motor. Yeah, those are wires. I mean, there is a limit to what. What you feel comfortable right. fixing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was neat to know that the support was out there right. and knowing a little bit about the problem, you can at least call because we spent the weekend and then was found an RV dealer in Draper, Utah, who 30 minutes later the, it was fixed. But uh, the and I think that's, that's something that's important is to belong to these different organizations, whether it's escapees or um, Family Motor Coach Association. Mm -hmm. So there. you have that support with yeah. forums and those yeah. connections. And you can also call for. Oh, right. What's the. CoachNet. CoachNet. Oh, know, right. We've called CoachNet numerous occasions, and their first question always is Are you in a safe place? Okay. And then they work on trying to locate someone in the area that can come and solve the problem. But again, having the internet. Right. Is is the best tool we have. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So looking to the future, do you have an anticipation of how long you're going to be full-time RVing? Well, we had said 10 years. After reading the story about this gal that's 93, it's like, well, let me see, six, 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 seven, eight, 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 uh, 30? 30 years? <laughs> Realistically, 10 to 15 okay. years. And, stuff. and one of the things, you know, we've lived in the same town, Gallup, New Mexico, for 40 years, and that's not where we want to retire to, but by right. doing the full timing, we'll be traveling across the country and really be able to pinpoint where we'd like right. to hang up the keys and the wheels when we're too old and maybe it will be 30 years yeah <laughs> that's right do it as long as you like it yep. that's the bottom line and are able yeah so all right well thank you for joining me today i really appreciate it and it's fun to get a little bit of female insight yep. into the RVing lifestyle and just bottom line is you go girl you can okay. do it all right i love that peg cooks up an artichoke dip that you'll love coming up after the break are you looking for some free camping, fun in the sun, and the opportunity to check out one of the fastest growing membership park systems in the U.S.? Western Horizons will give you a complimentary 25-night stay in any of their 18 RV resorts across the country. Just go to the American RVer homepage, click on the free Western Horizons camping link, and download and print the front and back of your free certificate. Read the back of the certificate for all the details. Check out Western Horizons plus camp for free. Go to www.americanrvier.com for your free certificate. I love to cook in the RV and Jim loves it when I cook too. One of the other things we like to do is entertain and go to other places to be entertained. That usually involves food. So today I'm making my special artichoke dip. It goes great with any kind of cracker and it's very easy to make with only four ingredients and it's easy to take with you. Let's start with a can of artichokes. I've gone ahead already and crushed these artichokes with a fork so you've got nice small pizzas. I'll go ahead and put those in my bowl, like so. And then I'm going to go ahead and add just one cup of mayonnaise to that mixture. And I've already pre-measured that just to save you the, uh, the boredom of me taking it out of the mayonnaise jar. Some people like to make their own mayonnaise and that works great because you know exactly what you're getting but I prefer the easy method of just going ahead and getting it from the store. 
Third ingredient, a little bit of garlic salt. Now, if you want to spice it up a little bit more, instead of using gar garlic salt, go ahead and use um, fresh cloves of garlic that you've chopped up. Final ingredient, this is just so easy, Parmesan cheese. I prefer the shredded kind. You can get that at any local market. Simple as that. Mix it all together. And when you're done mixing, you know, that'll take just a little bit of time. And it's oh so yummy. Once it's all mixed together, we're going to go ahead and put it in a pan. And it's simply just going to bake at 350 in your convection or microwave oven. Well, let's say the convection part of your microwave oven for 20 to 25 minutes. It'll get a nice golden color and have a nice cheesy crust on the top. Then you're ready to just take it with you. So let me go ahead and put it in the pan. We'll put it in the oven and then I'll show you what it looks like. Now, wasn't that easy? You can do this. And here we go. And I'm just using a small pan, probably like an eight by eight pan would be um, sufficient for this particular dip. Or if you want to put it in a pie plate, then you've got an even uh, more decorative kind of um, service because you don't need to take it out of this pan when you're ready to serve it. You just serve it right in the pan. That's what it looks like before it's baked. So let's go ahead and bake it for 20 to 25 minutes. Okay, it's baked for 20 minutes. It said between 20 and 25 minutes. And look at that beautiful golden yellow color. Boy, is this gonna taste good. I'm gonna actually sample some now. It works great on any kind of cracker. There we go. Doesn't that look delicious? Now remember, you can find any of our recipes on AmericanRVer.com. Just click on the recipes button on the right-hand side of the screen and you can get this recipe for artichoke hearts. Mm. For all your satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.